Welcome back everyone to the podcast series brought to you by the International Arbitration Group at Dentons. With more than 40 partners and 120 lawyers, our group is widely recognized globally, trusted by corporations, states, and high net worth individuals for their most challenging international arbitration matters. In our last episode, we were joined by Michael Radigan and examined international arbitration and Argentina's mining industry. Today, we will look at developments in arbitration in the UAE. My name is Rachel Howie. I'm the Deputy Lead for the Litigation Dispute Resolution Group in Canada, along with the co-lead for the local ADR and Arbitration Group. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm James Langley. I'm a partner in Denton's London team, specialising in uh, commercial and investor state arbitration. We are pleased to have with us today Ferris Shahabi. Ferris is a Senior Associate specialising in commercial dispute resolution in Denton's Dubai office. He has experience across a range of sectors, including energy and infrastructure, shipping and commodities, and banking and finance, along with expertise under several institutional rules and in ad hoc arbitrations. Welcome, Ferris. Thanks, Rachel. So, Ferris, um, welcome. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about the UAE. It's quite an interesting uh, jurisdiction for various reasons, isn't it? Um, can you tell us a bit more about the different jurisdictions within the UAE and, and you know, onshore versus offshore, the different free zones, etc.? Yeah, thanks, James. Uh, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. The UAE is a very um, unique jurisdiction. Uh, the UAE has uh, numerous free zones for, for lots of different purposes. You've got customs free zones, commodity free zones, media free zones. Um, but I think most important for you know the purposes of our discussion today, um, we have these two financial free zones that are, are really like separate separate jurisdictions from a from a legal perspective. Um, so we have uh, the Dubai International Financial Center, which is more commonly known as the DIFC and the Abu Dhabi Global Market um, or the ADGM. Uh, and what's special about the DIFC and, and the ADGM is that they essentially have their own legal system, uh, which is a common law system based on, on the English court system. Uh, they have you know, eminent, respected common law judges from around the world. Uh, they apply English laws. Um, parties can opt into those jurisdictions, uh, which for international um, uh, businesses and companies offers um, you know greater certainty and familiarity, uh, uh, particularly when compared to you know the other options um, in the UAE. So that's why when we talk about onshore and offshore, um, offshore means DIFC and ADGM, uh, and then onshore is everything else in the UAE. Um, so onshore uh, UAE is a, a civil law system. Uh, it's in Arabic. Uh, there's no oral hearings. There's no system of precedent, uh, which of course is very different to. Um, you know, what us as, as common law lawyers would be used to and what a lot of international parties would be used to in, in the free zones. Uh, so the UAE really is uh, 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 quite unique in that it offers um, users uh, uh, that, that choice um, all within the same jurisdiction. That's interesting. And I have to say, I, I didn't know um, that point about the, the onshore um, hearings not being not not being oral hearings or that they're just not being oral hearings. That, that, that's news to me. Um uh, so thinking about arbitration in the UAE, um, how, do, how does that sort of quite complex interplay affect arbitration? So the the UAE as an onshore jurisdiction has, of course, its own arbitration law. Uh, it's a fairly new arbitration law. It's quite modern, uh, sophisticated. It, it came in 2018. Um, but the offshore jurisdictions uh, also have their own arbitration laws, and they effectively act as uh, separate seats of arbitration. So, so really you have sort of three seats that you can choose from in the UAE. You have 
onshore UAE, you have DIFC and you have ADGM. Uh, now, those laws are just as you would expect to see from, from any sophisticated you know, state-of-the-art arbitration jurisdiction or the, or the usual bells and whistles. Um, but then on top of that, you also have each jurisdiction's respective courts and judges. So in the DIFC in particular, you have judges who are familiar and are very experienced with all manner of issues when it comes to supporting arbitration proceedings. Uh, and because of that, you also have uh, a fairly reasonable um, uh, build-up of DIFC court decisions and precedents dealing with uh, cases in support of arbitration proceedings. Uh, and this extends to quite important things like interim measures. Um, you know, because they are common law jurisdictions, you can apply for things like worldwide freezing orders, which you'd not be able to get in the onshore courts. Uh, this, of course, does lead to complexities. So, for example, if you um, obtain a worldwide freezer in the DIFC and then you want to enforce this um, in, in onshore Dubai, um, you know, what does that look like? How's the court going to react to that? Um, but there are various procedures in place for, for that. Um, so depending on, you know, where your assets are located, where the parties are, um, there are ways ways to deal with it. Um, but really what it what it leads to is just a, a complex and, and vibrant um, arbitration uh, environment. So stepping back from those specific nuances between onshore versus offshore, how would you describe the UAE's approach to arbitration and ADR more generally? So I think the first word that, that comes to my mind is dynamic. Um, you know, the government here is really not afraid to make changes or moves if they see that things can be improved or done better, or perhaps if they see developments elsewhere that could be implemented in the UAE. So I mentioned earlier that the onshore UAE arbitration law, it's, it's not old, it's a 2018 law, uh, it was amended, you know, just this past September, um, and not really anything major, but just take take into account, um, you know, global developments like technological advancements. Uh, so the new Article 28, for example, um, clarifies things around uh, uh, virtual hearings and clarifies some of the procedures around that, um, you know, and then an institution is expected to have facilities in place to allow that to take place. Uh, and that's something, you know, that that has come on the back of um, of COVID. Uh, I think it's been discussed at length, you know, people weighing up the pros and cons of, um, you know, virtual hearings versus in-person hearings, uh, but just, you know, revising the law just to make sure that uh, no matter what the, the user ultimately wants, um, you know, the law is is perfectly equipped to, to deal with that. Um, and that extends also to, you know, um, potential um, room for, for improvement. Uh, in terms of the sectors that use arbitration. So UAE, um, you know, like many other um, jurisdictions in the GCC, um, typically uh, a large focus on energy and infrastructure and construction disputes, um, a lot of big projects. Um, but, you know, uh, um, there are opportunities in other sectors. So maritime, for example, is a big one. Um, we previously had in Dubai the um, EMAT, the Emirates Maritime Arbitration Center, which then got um, absorbed into the Dubai International Arbitration Center. Um, just earlier this year, just last month, actually, we had the International Maritime Arbitration Conference, which was held here in Dubai. Um, and that was really, you know, thanks to a, a large push from the government and from all the um, relevant stakeholders um, to bring that here. Uh, you know, it, it, there's not traditionally been a lot of shipping disputes here. I think London um, and the LMAA has far and away been um, that traditionally, but there is a recognition that that is something that, that you know, the UAE can do and can do well, and it makes sense given the UAE's economy, uh, and they're not afraid to, to invest in that. And we've seen that specifically, um, you know, in, in, in the work that we do, we typically, especially here in the UAE, we have a, a, a big focus on the banking and, and finance sector, um, and the use of arbitration by 
um, users in that sector has grown, uh, um, you know, quite quite strongly um, in the time that um, you know that I've been out here. Um, as I said, it's typically been construction, energy infrastructure, but there's been a real diversification. So banking, finance, tech, um, shareholder and JV disputes, all um, big users of arbitration where traditionally they've not been. Um, and, you know, an interesting corollary to that is the way that they use arbitration. So, you know, whereas construction parties, contractors, developers typically stay within the arbitration ecosystem, um, you know, we find that other parties, um, you know, banks, financial services, that sort of thing, uh, do tend to, um, you know, use uh, arbitration and the courts uh, really to supplement each other. So, you know, depending on the specifics of the case, where are the assets located, where, uh, you know, where's the respondent, um, you know, then the strategy will look different. Um, and it really, you know, it, it, it's also quite fun for us as lawyers because it means that, um, you know, we get to sort of um, roll, roll our sleeves up and really get in there on, on the strategy and, and look at, you know, what is the best way to resolve a particular dispute. It's not just a question of, um, you know, knocking up a, an RFA and 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 putting that in and, and away you go. It's it's okay. What what orders um, should we be seeking in support of the arbitration? Do we even want to arbitrate in the first place? And that goes right back to the contracts and the way that the dispute resolution clauses are drafted. So it really is a, a I think a, a very advanced um, arbitration landscape uh, that we have here in the UAE. Um, it's ever evolving, and that's um, you know on on the part of. Um, the stakeholders across from the government right down to to the users and of course us as the lawyers um, you know responding to to those changes. Thank you. It definitely sounds as though it's a very complex web of interrelated issues in a way that you don't often see in other jurisdictions to try and, and navigate through. So, Faris, um, in terms of ADR, uh, the the thing that springs to mind is is mediation uh, and i wonder how how much of that you're you're seeing and if there's been any developments on that front that's a that's a really good question actually and just this year there's been there's been a real um push and and increased interest um across across all stakeholders i'd say um there was a new uae mediation law which came out um just in the last couple of years in in 2021 um diac which is the main arbitration institute here in dubai um, just unveiled its new mediation rules, um, and and I think there's a real uh, uh, interest, um, at least we've seen um, from our clients this year that hasn't been there in the past. I think culturally mediation has not, um, you know, traditionally been an attractive option for users, uh, but I think the benefits are, are becoming um, very obvious. Uh, I think there's also uh, a lot of synergies, um, you know, when you look at Islamic finance and and some of the principles of Sharia, um, you know, which look at um, you know, risk sharing, uh, profit sharing, um, those those types of uh, uh, ideals. Uh, mediation makes a lot of sense, and and helping the parties to to come to that kind of um, to that kind of of, of agreed um, solution uh, re really fits in in there. So it's definitely um, a growing trend here, and it's it's a, a watch this space for sure. So with the new mediation rules and the new arbitration law from twenty eighteen that was just recently amended, there are lots of recent changes, but are there other developments that you see on the horizon or regional trends that um, that you're keeping a watch on? I think probably the biggest um, regional trend is, is you know, Saudi Arabia. It, it sort of hovers over everything. Um, so, uh, um, you know, where um, you have the Saudi, um, the SCCA, uh, Saudi Center for Commercial Arbitration, which is um, uh, making a big push regionally. Um, you have the um, center in, in, in Cairo as well um, that's making a big push. So 
So I think there's a recognition regionally that we don't necessarily need to be going to London, Paris, Singapore, um, or these sorts of places uh, to have, have disputes resolved. Um, there's actually a lot of talent and um, you know, experience and know-how here in the region. And a lot of that is being consolidated. And you, know, you can see that trickling down to, um, uh, you know, to the lawyers as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely not unusual to be doing uh, you know, big arbitration hearings where typically you would expect to see you know, an English barrister on the other side. Um, it's, it's not unusual now to have a, um, you know, an Arabic speaking advocate um, on, on, you know, on one or both sides. Um, and similarly, the tribunal makeups. So I think there's a real consolidation of um, talent and, and experience across the region. And, and we're seeing that in, um, in a lot of different ways. Um, but yeah, in terms of regional violence, like I said, everyone's looking to Saudi Arabia. There's gonna be a lot of disputes coming out of there, a lot of new projects going online. Um, what's going to happen to those disputes? Where, where are they going to go? Um, so that, that's that's one thing. That, um, if I said there's one thing to watch, I'd, that's probably it. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Ferris. Uh, our next session will be posted in a few weeks. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Benton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see dentons.com for legal notices.